1: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, I'm Taryn Winterbrill, host of Bestseller TV on C-Suite Radio. On this show, I sit down with leading business authors to find out what makes their books stand out from the crowd. With thousands of new business books and titles being published each year, we try to make it just a little bit easier for you to decide which ones are worth the read. Thanks for listening. This podcast is part of the C-Suite Radio Network, turning the volume up on business. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Bestseller TV. I'm Taryn Winterbrill. We're here with Dave Ferguson. He is the author of Boss or Leader: Are You Leading for a Living or Living to Lead? It's great to have you with us. It's great to be here. Dave, tell us about the genesis of the book because this is a very specific topic. It's a very specific differentiation.
0: When I stepped away from corporate America and I started this business, you know, it's a, all my business is all about leadership, whether it's leadership coaching, speaking on leadership or writing about leadership. Uh, and so I really started to think back to my corporate days and the bosses and leaders that I worked for or worked with. And it, was, it became really easy for me to see the difference in the two. And then you know, the world really props up bosses, right? We put them on pedestals. We have a National Bosses Day. There's a show who's the boss, right? Um, but there's no show who's the leader. Yeah. And so I really wanted to change that, you know, like, so we start buying our, our leader coffee mug that says the best leader in the world, not the best boss in the world. And just to change that around, because I know people that are called bosses that are really great leaders, yeah, right? But there's also some bosses that are bosses. And so I just really wanted to start the trend a little bit, change it a little bit, have people have different conversations about boss or leader. And, and, you know, in the book, you, you really self-analyze yourself. So you know, it's just, you know, being honest with yourself, right? Yeah.
1: But what made you see that differentiation? Was it so apparent or was it not apparent until you looked back and wanted to write the book?
0: Yeah, it wasn't apparent when it was happening. In my first case, when I went from working for somebody that was a total boss to the next person being total leader, I saw the differentiation. Yeah. I was raised by my mother and my grandmother. I never saw them as leaders, but I do now. And they're gone. Right? But I see him, I saw them as leaders, but I didn't you, know, you just you developed along the way yourself, right? And so I didn't see it initially, but you know, the wisdom in me now tells me that, wow, that was a total boss and this was a total leader.
1: Right, life experience also Absolutely. dictates. Tell us about your background.
0: Well, I um, spent some time in the Air Force. Um, and once I got out of the Air Force and got out of college, I went into the finance world, worked for a couple of large banks, um, I did some, you know, finance work, did some MA activity. And, um, and, and had a really good opportunity to get out and, uh, and, and start my own business, so I, I really wanted to be my, my own boss.
1: I was going to ask you, is this based on personal experience? Because as I was reading the book and the subject matter, it's very specific, so I thought to myself, this has to be based on his experiences and what you learned along the way and the differentiations you saw. So that said, Dave, based on your finance experience what is the difference between a boss and a leader and why is it so important you know to see the differences well
0: there's so many differences but i usually take it and specifically in the book i base it on values right like they value different things okay. you know a boss values different things than a leader does you know in essence leaders value the people more um where a boss by definition um is is going to value the productivity more okay. what they accomplish the tasks right where the leader really knows that if he pours into the people and he or she pours into the people and lead them well and develops them well that the results are going to come Mm -hmm. and you see that i see that over and over in organizations when i go in and work with organizations if if i can help them make that turn if i can take some bosses and say what if we did it this way what if you did it this way and start to to get them to start looking at people differently not the productivity
1: so if it's not broken why fix it why become a leader if you're a boss who's the bottom line, you're doing great and you're making a lot of money for the company, why change things up? Why is it so important?
0: Because I you know, most people go to work for a paycheck when they're mm-hmm. working for a boss. Right. Okay. How would it feel to go to work really loving the people you worked with and, and yet yeah, producing some great results, mm-hmm. but actually wanting to go to work? Yeah. Because I like, you know, the premise of the book is if you're a boss, 99% of the people that work with you are coming to work for one reason, it's not you. Yeah. It's a paycheck. But what if they came because they love your leadership?
1: For you, it wasn't just about making that great paycheck. At some point, there was a transition of, I'm making a lot of money, but I'm not happy to come to work. Did you yeah, experience I mean, that? I
0: think when you're mentored by a leader, like really mentored by a leader, it just opens up things to you, to you so much. Your vision gets bigger. Um, you see yourself doing bigger things. Yeah. You're not being micromanaged. They give you some freedom. You can mess up.
1: So even though you're making money and you're doing well, at some point, you say to yourself, I just don't like this guy or gal who I'm working for. Yeah, and and in inser- gets old.
0: When you work for someone like that, every day is a Monday. Right. Right. Where you where you really don't feel like going to work. But what if what if you worked for someone that just inspired you and just mentored you and you felt like you were growing and and there was going to be more opportunity for you and you had this ultimate freedom of work of like, yes, you had certain th- things you need to accomplish, but you just feel like independent in some ways.
1: Right. So who is this book for? Is this for someone who's an existing boss or manager? Is it someone who'd like to be a boss or a manager and become a leader?
0: I would say this book is for everyone. Um, and I wrote it at a fairly low grade level because I wanted to get it in the hands of teens too. So a lot of folks will buy it. And you know I have some clients that actually take their teens through the book with them mm-hmm. and they have conversation about it. So they're trying to develop young leaders, right? And But really it is for someone that wants to make the transition. And and I'll go back to the values I talk about in that book. It's it's really um, narrowing down what what you really value. And, and, you know, if you value people, then leadership should be your thing.
1: Yeah. And why do you think the book's done so well?
0: A couple of reasons. Um, It's an easy read. Um,
1: I can attest to that. It is.
0: It's also a resource guide. So, in essence, I I developed the book. And I actually have a workbook that goes with the book, too. Uh, I've developed the book so you ask yourself some questions at the end. Right. And so at the end of this book, you have now potentially developed yourself more into a leader if you want to. A lot of teams have bought the book. And so leaders can take their team through the book and develop the team as leaders along the way, you know, in the 16 chapters. So in essence, I have people that buy the book for me and buy the workbook for me and they'll take 16 weeks with their team and develop their team that way. So they're developing their team. I'm not necessarily coming and doing it for them.
1: So Dave, in your opinion, who's doing this right? Who's a great leader that inspires you?
0: Jack Welch always inspired me as a leader. My style was more like his. I don't mean it. You know, Jack could be ruthless, um, but at the end of the day, he developed a ton of leaders.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's a little controversial.
0: Absolutely. Well, I think you have to push the envelope a little bit. Um, if
1: but, you... but again... It's all about. He really boosted, you know, the 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 revenue he generated, right? I mean, the bottom line. So, you know, you mentioned about productivity versus leading. I wonder, though, was he was he a guy who just cared about the bottom line, or do you think he was someone that had character and integrity and and was there to lead his people?
0: Well, personally, I think his legacy is more about the leaders he developed than the numbers he developed. Okay. Honestly, do I think that's what people talk about when they talk about Jack Welch today? Okay. Is they talk about he developed so many leaders, which, by the way, is a leader's number one job. Right. Is developing more leaders, not producing results. Yeah. Because if you're developing enough leaders under you and alongside you, they're going to produce the results.
1: Well, I guess it's a matter of who the leader's boss is, or who the leader's leader is. Right? Is it the directive, the bottom line, productivity, revenue growth, or is it people growth?
0: It's, it has to be a mix. Obviously, yeah. in the corporate world, it definitely has to be a mix, right? right. Because you're pleasing stockholders. But I, I'm just a firm believer. If you lead people right.
1: Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.
0: C-Suite Radio. And I want to mention another leader because you asked me um, a gentleman by the name of Rick Hendrick. So most people know him from NASCAR. Hendrick, he owns four or five race teams, but he also owns a lot of other businesses. Mm-hmm. You know, he owns like more than hundred car dealerships throughout the throughout the country. I've got to spend quite a bit of time around him. He is a genuine people leader. Loves his people. He can be firm, but really loves on his people, and they produce, and they produce really great results, and they love him back.
1: Can you identify a potential leader and groom them, or do you find that a lot of it is inherent?
0: I think both. I think, yes, anybody can come become a leader, but I think you can identify things in people that you see you can develop, right? And so, you know, I, I do that with a lot of young folks. I really love doing that with some young leaders, uh, helping them develop and work with some older leaders where we're having this, you know, this challenge now with millennials, right? We, yeah. I hear it all the time. I get, I get clients that, that ask me all the time, you know, and they do it whiningly. They go like, how do you lead these millennials? And you know, you lead them like everybody else, but you lead people at their level, not the level you're at. So you have right. to go down to people's level to lead them up.
1: Right. So when you look back at your career, at what point did you say to yourself, hey, this guy's a boss, this guy's a leader. And did you find in your past that you had more bosses than leaders?
0: Yes, more bosses than leaders. And and honestly, there was a part of my career where I felt like I had to change my style a little bit because I became bossy.
1: Okay, what does that mean?
0: Well, I think, you know, I think when you get a lot of responsibility, right? And you maybe don't necessarily know how to handle it all, but you, you don't humble yourself enough, right? You know, uh, leaders will, will will humble themselves, is that you, you become very productivity-oriented. Yeah. And, and you, can, you can lose some traction with people. Right. I've been blessed to have people keep me in check when that's happened, but I could, I could sense it in myself sometimes.
1: What do you think the state of the union is right now in corporate America in terms of boss-slash-managers and leaders? That's a great question. Where's, where do the scales sort of tip?
0: It's definitely more bosses.
1: Still bosses? Yeah. Okay. And
0: it d- does depend on the organization and the culture of the organization. True. Right? Um, but there's still more. I've been working with a company now, a little over 10,000 employees for several years now, and they were turning over a third of their work- workforce every year. A third? Mm hmm. Wow. And when I went in there, I found out, you know, the CEO after like 90 days says, what do you, So what do you think? I go, I got, I got it all figured out. He goes, Really? And I told him, I said, You know, what the problem is is that it's very productivity oriented. Yeah. And th- they were breaking all the records and making a ton of money. But, you know, if you turn over a 30-year workforce, it's cost you a lot of money. Yeah. I, I just kind of helped those leaders um, leave the boss attitude at home. And really, you know, when they came to work, they, they, they changed. It was more people-oriented. And, I, and they saw the results.
1: So now, now you're no longer in finance. You sort of teach these mechanisms and you teach people how to become leaders you're coaching in this capacity yeah.
0: I spend most of my time today as an executive coach, okay. so I do a coach people one-on-one I, I facilitate um, Different programs I facilitate conversations roundtables with leaders and, and some of it is development. Yes, absolutely
1: Okay, and you mentioned values. Let's let's dive into that a little bit um, You know what values you know, stick out you mentioned character a lot in the book again, is that something that can be taught? Yes. Okay.
0: (laughs) You can teach people values, you know, we're, we're society kind of puts certain values on us, right? Like we should value certain things, right? Like your family. Right. Right. Everybody should value their family. But what if you, if you don't value your, uh, physical and emotional and spiritual health, what good are you for your family or your team? Right. Right. And so, um, a healthy environment, uh, produces, I think better results. And you know the values of bosses and leaders differ, you know. Right. You know like
1: um, Yeah, tell us about. I was curious. What are some boss values versus leader values?
0: Okay. Well, obviously I think leaders will value people more. They'll okay. value team more. Um, where where the where the boss is going to value winning more. Mm. At all at all costs sometimes and sometimes the cost is on the people.
1: i was just going right? to say so they they're drive, the casualty, yeah. Right,
0: they're the casualty and they drive 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 and and not everybody wants to be driven. they want to be led and it's Mm -hmm. such a difference so
1: i'm curious exactly how you define leadership dave because the book you you go right into it and and, you know leadership is is a definition that sort of wavers, right bill gates says this about leadership as we look ahead into the next century leaders will be those who empower others versus dwight eisenhower his definition is leadership is the art of getting someone else to do something you want done because he wants to do it so where do you fall i mean how would you define leadership
0: my mentor john maxwell um who I've worked with for several years, you know, says leadership is influence, nothing more, nothing less.
1: Yeah, Right. I agree. And,
0: and it is influence, but we all influence people. Right. And we don't see ourselves, some of us don't see ourselves as leaders. Yeah. But you're influencing people every single day, you just don't stop and recognize right. it sometimes. And leaders recognize it and they see the power of it. Yeah. What I tell people is, one of the reasons I put all those in there is that I try to help people develop their own authentic leadership style. So be you, but just be a leader.
1: Yeah, it's not one size fits all and that's what yeah. I like. You talk about that in the book, how with all these quotes, it really is something that's malleable and it changes and um, it's a case by case basis of the kind of leader you want to be. Um, so we mentioned, your th- this is your third book. You do have a fourth book coming and I, you told me off camera, it's called The Leader's Ladder, which right. is kind of a reference to the corporate ladder, right? which I like.
0: Yeah, it's almost done. So sometimes I'll get hired as a coach and right out of the gate, they're like, I hired you because I want to get promoted. And I'll go, well, let's back up a little bit, you know. And, and so I'll test their leadership skills a little bit. And so what I have found out is that the reason they're being held back is they're not producing leaders their own. They're not producing someone to take their seat. And in essence, so I said, look, if, 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 if you climb my leader's ladder, you can have anything you want, not just in business, in life, because leadership's just not what you do. Yeah. At work, right? It's like my name of my company is Living to Lead. Right. Right. You just don't go to work to lead. You should make it your lifestyle.
1: Yeah. But then that gets into the idea of people might be threatened to groom someone who could, a younger version of themselves, who could take over and knock mm. them out for a lower salary. So there is that fear. Well, that's
0: someone with a scarcity mindset. Right.
1: Right. Right. So, yeah. Which
0: is not, a, you know, not going to be a leader.
1: Well, Dave, congratulations. The book is terrific, and we look forward to the next one. Thank you. All right. If you'd like more information on the book, just check out our website, c c-sweetbookclub.com. I'm Taryn Winterbrill. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next time right here on Bestseller TV. Like what you just heard? Visit c-sweetradio.com. C-Suite Radio, turning the volume up on business. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-sweetradio.com.